Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Dose of Wicked. I'm True Crime Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, yeah. And I'm Ashley. And this is Weekly Dose of Wicked. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we already did that because then Troy already says that, but whatever. How's it going, y'all? Just peachy. How are you? I'm just wonderful. I'm doing so good today. All right. So this episode is going to air on September 13th. So, happy birthday, Ashley! Oh, thank you! Woo-woo! Her birthday will be in three days. Getting old. You are. And I hope that next episode you have something special planned. Why? The next episode airs on my birthday. Oh. On my actual birthday. Hmm. So you better come up with something good. (laughs) I'm just saying. Okay, I'll try. Thank you. No promises. Thank you. I kind of suck these days. No, you don't. You're fine. So anyway, um, we are recording this episode, we're batch recording, so we're recording like three episodes in one day, so this episode is actually recorded the same day as last week's episode, so that's fun. So we have nothing to tell you, because we told that's you. That's not true, I saved something. Oh my gosh, what? Really? Why are you so mean to me? I don't know, because last week, you told me about your bangs. I know. With a shock. So let me show you what else I did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um... I probably won't post a video of that, but I was going to flash Ashley my lady bits. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that, please. <laughs> I was just joking, though. No, I actually was going to share with you my um, drive here. So we didn't really talk about it in the last episode, like what this, I mean, like what our thing was. Like we said, it was like 10 a.m. So we decided we were going to record on a Saturday because obviously like Ashley doesn't work on Saturdays and like I don't do anything on Saturdays. Sorry. I realized that was going to make a lot of noise, so I kicked it away. <sighs> yeah, it was. So anyway, um, I, yeah, so we decided we're going to record on Saturday. So we're like, yeah, we're going to batch record. So we're going to do two regular episodes and one Patreon episode. I personally would like to batch record twice a month. I mean, Actually, yeah, me too, but we just can't get it together. No, it's because you don't want to give up your Saturdays, which I totally understand. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the issue is you don't want to give up your Saturdays, we which I totally get. Fridays are hard, though, because there's no one to watch the kids, but then it doesn't matter because there's no one to watch the kids today either. Right. So. But. It's hard. But, like, typically Saturdays would work better. Right. So, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is, we're like, all right, we're going to batch record. So, Ashley was like, what's the plan? I was like, I'm going to come over in the morning. I'm going to get us coffee. Da, 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 da. So, my youngest child woke me up at 5.30 in the morning when I'd only slept none. I got no sleep. Um. So, anyway, I was, like, really grumpy on my way here. Like, we got breakfast. I was pretty grumpy on my way here. All the kids were sleeping. But something brightened my morning. And I just wanted that? to share it with you. So, I was driving. And this just always brings me such joy every time this happens. And it happens a lot. I was driving, and the car behind me, I, like, look at my rearview mirror, and the car behind me is laughing hysterically and taking a picture of my back window. <laughs> and a lot of times, at first, I'm like, what the hell is this person doing? But then I remember that I'm hilarious. Oh, my God. And I have a hilarious bumper sticker on my car. I'm hilarious. I, I'm funny. So, anyway, it just brightens my day every time. Like, somebody does that. So, I have a bumper sticker on the back of my minivan that says, too much shagging, how to get a wagon. And people think it's hilarious. Well, I mean, it is funny, but. It's really funny. And people take pictures of the back of my car all the time. But, like, at first, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? But then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm funny. <laughs> I'm a funny bitch. <laughs> I forgot how funny I am. Like, one time I was in the gas station, this guy came in. He was like, you must be the one doing all the shagging. <laughs> and it was this little old man, and I was like, 
excuse me? <laughs> and he's like, is that not your van out front? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I was like, you dirty old man. Like, what? <laughs> Get out of here, you weirdo. But it's your fault. It is my being fault. dirty. It is my fault, but I forget that it's back there because I literally, like, I bought my minivan and put the sticker on there the same day and then I have never thought about it again. Right. It's like when you get a tattoo. Yes. And it's in a place you can't see. Yes. Like on the back of my neck. Right. I have a tattoo. And people will be like, oh, wow, that cross. I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I've never seen it, so. <laughs> right. And like, um, I mean, I know it's not in a hidden place, but like my foot. Mm-hmm. I wear shoes, you know, every day for work. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like I'll see it and I'm like, oh my God, there's something on my foot. And I'm like, oh yeah. I do that with my arm sometimes. <laughs> not no, so much don't. anymore, but when I used to, like when I first got my arm tattoo. Yeah. Like down my arm, I would like, and I'd be like, ah! And I'd be like, oh, just kidding. It's a tattoo. <laughs> just kidding. But it's because it's so long. Yeah. But anyway, that was all I shared. I was saving it for this episode so we'd have something to share because I knew you wouldn't <laughs> save anything. And I knew you had nothing to share because you're boring. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. You're so sweet. No, you didn't actually share that your cat's okay. You well, should have shared that last week. Well, that was because that was, I said it, he was sick on the Patreon. I didn't say he was sick on the regular episode. So the regulars don't know. Oh. So yeah, that was fun. My cat was sick. Um, he almost died. I think you're being a little traumatic. <laughs> he didn't almost die. Said. Oh my god, the vet said he could have died, but you took him in, so he didn't. So he didn't right. almost die. He Had did, you though. not taken him in, he would have died. He would have died, but you took him in, so it's fine. So he's a boy cat. Boy cats get UTIs, and apparently they're very serious. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. He was just like a little flopping around fish. Yeah. Barely move, and then when he did move, he just, like, flopped himself on the floor. It was very scary. But, yeah, we took him to the vet, and, um, you know, it cost me I a like, lot of money. I like how you say it was very scary, but, like, the night that he was sick and I was concerned about it, you and Tyler didn't care at all. I give you multiple things that you should do, and you're just like, nah, he's fine. Uh, because your things were Gatorade. You're not supposed to actually give cats Gatorade. Okay, well, TikTok said to. Okay. <laughs> Google said not to. Okay, well, Google isn't always right either. Okay, well. Just I mean, saying. we were concerned, but there just really was not. I syringed him water. Okay, I told you to give him chicken broth. You never did that either. I forgot. Exactly, because you weren't that concerned about your flopping around I cat. I was concerned. I was more concerned than you were. I was very concerned. But, I mean, there just wasn't really anything I could do except for take him to an emergency vet, and I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, no, you didn't. No. Well, but anyway, it's fine. He's on the mend, and his favorite aunt is going to take him to the vet in a week, so... <laughs> And I had talked to the vet already. If they thought it was that serious, they would have told me to take him to the emergency vet, and they didn't. So, well, there you go. So he didn't almost die. He was fine. Yeah, whatever. He's better now, though, right? Yeah, he's on. The he's mend. doing pretty good today. He's on the mend. Yesterday was the first time that he got out of his cat bed in days. So he was up walking around. Today he was looking out the front door. Yeah, he's sitting happy. on the mat. Yeah. So normally he would sit. I noticed at the window, that you moved his litter box because he couldn't get in it. Well, uh, that way I could, like, see easier because I'm supposed to be, like, checking to see how much he's going to the bathroom. I gotcha. So that way I won't have to, like, pull it out of the box every single time. I gotcha. And then also I just felt like it was a little easier for him. But then the first time he went to go to the bathroom, he went inside the box and then me out and then came back out. Like, he was like, motherfuckers. No, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's probably like, that was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. For I thought no it would be reason. easier. Right. Yeah, but you don't want to change up his schedule. Yeah. Or, like, his, not schedule, but you know what I mean, like, his environment. Uh, his, um... I don't know. I don't know what I wanted to say. His environment. That's not what I wanted to say, but... I mean, but that's what it is. Okay. Routine? Yes. That's what I wanted. His routine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but I picked him up, put him in the, in the litter box in the middle of the living room, and he went to the bathroom, so he was fine. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what I need to look out for is for make sure he's going to the bathroom. I also have a really exciting news I completely forgot oh about. God, what? I should have shared in last week's episode. <laughs> what? So, Jake and I went out to dinner last night. Did I tell you about this? That you ate more wings than him? Why would you ruin it? Oh, I'm Just sorry. say yes or no. I didn't know what you were saying. Well, just edit that out. <sighs> it's fine. You already ruined it. <laughs> I was asking if that's what we were excited about. Obviously. <laughs> I mean. That was not obvious. You can eat a lot, Sierra. Okay, but that was obviously what I was excited about. I didn't think it was that exciting. I'm sorry. I was excited about I it. I mean, if you would have asked me, we're going to go eat endless boneless wings, who's going to eat more? Me or Jacob? I would say you, hands down. Thank you. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm not being rude. Okay, but... well, I definitely thought he would win. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Okay. Because Jacob Aww. can throw down. No, yeah, for sure. No, it's fine. Rewind. That was my It's fine. Nice. Jacob can throw down some wings, so it's fine. Anyway, I was just going to say, um, not sponsored by Applebee's, but Applebee's <laughs> has boneless wings, like bottomless boneless wings right now, all you can eat. And they're only twelve ninety nine, which is a great deal. Yeah. So it's a really a good deal. deal. So anyway, we went to Applebee's for dinner. Jacob complained the entire time, which is weird because he actually likes Applebee's. Yeah. I I'm sorry, but I hate Applebee's. So if you <laughs> like Applebee's, I freaking hate Applebee's. Like I would rather eat my toe than go to Applebee's. <laughs> but boneless wings, you can't really mess up boneless wings. They're just saucy nuggets. Right. So I was like, yeah, let's go to Applebee's. And then he complained the entire time about how Applebee's was trash, even though he likes Applebee's. Whatever. It <laughs> doesn't matter. That's not the point. It's because it was your idea. Right. Then not the point. The point is, though, I was like, all right, so we're going to get these. I'm going to get, like, the unlimited wings. And he was like, oh, well, I guess I'll get that, too. And I was like, no, you can get anything you want. Like, you don't have to get the same thing as me. And he was like, no, no, it's fine. So, anyway, we get them. And, yeah, I ate 19 and a half wings. Oh, my gosh. And he ate 16 and a half wings. So, I you beat won by three. Did you put him in a headlock and give him a noogie? No. So, you should have done. We're winning. never do that to him. He would pooch me. <laughs> yeah, you would. No, I didn't do that to him. So was it like a contest? Did he know you guys were having a contest? Yes. Okay. He forfeited. <laughs> he forfeited. I was going to keep going, but I'm glad he forfeited because I was going to throw up. Yeah, you texted me last night. Um, did I eat more wings than Jacob? Yes. Did I almost throw up? Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any recollection of that, so. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> probably. I probably did. Let me see. Let me find it. My medicines are really make my brain mush, so I'm trying to tell you that. <laughs> That's just like in our last Good week- news. I ate more wings than Jacob. Bad news. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> there you go. And I said, you're ridiculous. And you said, got my hat. <laughs> and then you sent me a picture of you in the hat. Yes. There you go. All right. So anyway, that was the exciting news that Ashley didn't care about. So anyway, that's enough banter. Only some like the banter. So we must move on now. And then you sent me your errors list at 12 o'clock. <laughs> Did you make it yourself? Yes. I compiled a list of all the set lists from Sofi shows. Since that is when the movie was filmed, there were six dates. This list is the exact same for all of the dates. And then I added the 12 possible surprise songs, two at each show. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm preparing you. Thank I don't you. know if any of our listeners care, but the Eras Tour movie is coming to theaters, <laughs> and I'm fucking stoked. I've already picked out my outfit and made a set list, and I've been practicing the songs in order. <laughs> so Tyler was asking me last night about it, and um, he was like, so when is it? And I was like, October 13th. And he was like, okay. I mean, I'm just really excited to go eat some movie theater popcorn since you won't ever go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacob last night was like, so tell me about this. And I was like, yeah. So he's like, where's this concert? And I was like, oh, it's in Northwick. And he's like, they're having a concert in Northwick? And I was like, well, it's at the movie theater. He's like, they're having a concert at the movie theater? And I was like, Jacob, I explained this to you already. Like, it's not a concert. It's a recording of a concert. And he was like, we paid how much for tickets to go see a recording of a concert? I said, it doesn't matter. 
I said, if you're going to ruin this for me, you're not going. <laughs> I told you he would ruin it. And he said, I mean, it's just kind of stupid. And I said, listen to me. If you ruin this for me, so help me God, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, so then I was like telling Tyler, I was like, um, yeah, so it's like a recording of the concert. It's a movie. And he's like, this is so stupid. Do I at least get reclining seats? And I said, um, I don't know, but our seats are shit. And he said, you're making me go. I'm not making you do shit. I told you not to come. Right. <laughs> like... That's the thing. They can't even complain because we actually didn't want them to go. Right. At all. We right. just wanted to go by ourselves. Right. Well, Sterling. Tyler said he wasn't going to go. Right. But then I felt bad because Sterling and Jacob were going. So then I texted Tyler. I was like, hey, Sterling and Jacob are going. Are you sure you don't want to go? And he was like, okay, I'll go, I guess. Okay. If you don't want to go, don't come. Right. And he's like, how much did we pay for these tickets? And I said, uh, 1999. And he said, $20 for movie tickets? <laughs> if he only knew that was a lie <laughs> that's not how much i said well you see it makes sense though because like 1989 is one of her albums he said i literally don't okay but they should have been 1989 that's what they're supposed to be but our movie theaters are ripping us off yeah they Sorry. were five dollars more than that plus yeah. fees so they yeah. end up paying about 30 dollars ticket which is a lot of fucking money for a movie i agree yeah i agree but it's not a movie it's a experience yeah and then he was like okay so like how long is it like an hour <laughs> you said three i said oh about that he was like oh, you hesitated <laughs> and i said mm, plus or minus two hours and he was like what i'm not making it the whole thing i said okay go sit in the lobby i don't care yeah that's great that's fantastic we've already picked out all of our outfits too yeah and i was telling you about that and he said i literally don't care actually i was like okay okay whatever suit yourself man i don't care i'm excited i'm fucking stoked so i made the set list and i'm ready i've been practicing but three hours of songs is a lot to get through i only got through about an hour today well, it's actually four hours of songs. Well, because I added the 12 bonus, bonus songs. Right, I know, but I'm just saying but your like, playlist. But, like, the bonus songs, I'm, like, 99.9% positive that our song will be played. Okay. Because there's not a single song from debut. I'm sorry. If you guys don't like Taylor Swift, fast forward, because... <laughs> we love her. <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah, Jacob also got mad because I was like, yes, we're dressing up. And he's like, we got to dress up. And I said, mother said so. <laughs> and he's like, What? Your mom? And I was like, no, no, no. That's what Taylor Swift call, fans call Taylor Swift, mother. And mother said, we have to wear, we have to dress up and we have to trade friendship bracelets. Yeah, Tyler said he's not doing friendship bracelets. Okay. Good I said, okay, him. well, you'll just wear the ones that I get. Yeah, great. When I trade. Great. Good. Anyway, let's get into our case. Okay. This is too much banter. We're going to lose, <laughs> lose listeners. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it again, especially since it's a whole month away. <laughs> <laughs> right. So from now on, um, all of our banter in the beginning will be about Taylor Swift, the era's movie. So, yeah, I bought a fedora. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember. I sat in queue for like seven hours <laughs> trying yeah. to buy tickets. I had to stay late at work and then I didn't even get them. It was the most horrible day of my life. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't win them in the multiple contests, <laughs> contests that we entered. They opened more dates and we missed those too. So, yeah, I don't know. It's bullshit. I think we just weren't meant to see her. Clearly. Which is really sad because I have seen Taylor Swift in concert and it's the most ex amazing experience. I never have. Well, I'm sorry. And I probably never will. Probably not. I'm really sad. Okay, anyways. Well, if the podcast could take off, we could buy tickets <laughs> to Taylor Swift. <laughs> right. We could actually afford them. If we could get some money generating with the podcast. Yeah, that'd be cool. We could uh, live that luxurious life. But currently, you know, I just can't um, reason with myself buying $1,000 concert tickets. Exactly. But if it was free money, like extra money from the podcast. I mean, it's not free money. We work really hard. I understand that. But I'm saying if it was fun money from the podcast. Right. That could be my full-time job and I could quit mine. Right, right. 
That'd be fun. All right. So anyway, let's jump into this case before we bore the people to death. Okay. Um, today I have prepared for you a case of Lauren Giddings. Have you heard of her? No. That's weird because she's pretty big. <laughs> I might have heard of her case, but we'll see. Lori Giddings was a bright and beautiful 27-year-old recent law school graduate in June of 2011 when her life was brutally cut short. Just jumped right into it. Okay, well, good job. While Lauren was eagerly preparing to take the bar exam and embark on a journey, as a defense attorney, someone else was planning her murder. Oh, wow. Let's go, girl. Lauren Teresa Giddings was born April 18, 1984 in Tacoma Park, Maryland to William and Karen Giddings. Lauren grew up in Laurel, Maryland with her parents and her two sisters, Caitlin and Sarah. She was the oldest. Laurel was the oldest. Not Laurel. Lauren. What the fuck? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Laurel's where she lived. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm such a piece of shit. I put Laurel in here. No. Lauren grew up in Laurel. Oh, my God. I'm really going through it. Yeah, you are. Lauren grew up in Laurel, Maryland with her parents and her two sisters, Caitlin and Sarah. And Lauren was the oldest of the kids. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, Lauren would graduate high school and attend Agnes Scott College in Georgia, where she would major in political science and minor in religious studies. Lauren would return home and work for the National Center for Public Policy in Washington, D.C., before attending Mercer University's Walter F. George School of Law. So essentially, she was a boss ass bitch. Yeah, definitely. She graduated with her law degree in May of 2014. She immediately began studying for the bar because, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Maybe a little. Um, I'm going to be honest, my entire knowledge of the bar comes down to watching Suits. So I don't actually know, <laughs> but I assume it's a big deal, especially considering that Rachel failed multiple times. Right. And Michael had to take it from people, so it's a big well, deal. Well, it wasn't the bar that she failed. It was like the LSATs. Oh, yeah, the LSATs. So the bar's got to be an even bigger deal. Right. I You're haven't right. gotten to the part where she's an actual lawyer yet. She didn't actually fail the bar. Oh, okay. It was the LSATs. I just got confused. <laughs> yeah, no. But so he- actually, I have no knowledge of the bar. Only the LSATs. Mike did take the bar, though. Yes. Even though he's not a lawyer. He is a lawyer. I mean, he becomes a lawyer, but I'm not at that part yet. He's in jail right now. Okay. Anyway. Oh, I don't want to ruin suits for people. (laughs) Scratch that. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. It's a good show. Go watch it. Go watch Suits. No. I mean, yes, it is a good show, but anyway. Yeah, but the bar is a big deal. I mean. The bar is a big deal. I'm just saying. How you become a lawyer. Yes. So even though it's a big deal, Lauren did take off an entire week of studying for her sister's wedding, which just goes to show you what kind of a person Lauren was. Unfortunately, after, or I'm sorry, unfortunately, shortly after the wedding, in June of 2011, something absolutely tragic would happen, and Lauren's family's last memories of her would be from that week of the wedding. While the entire situation is heartbreaking, I then put here, because I was rambling because I was tired, I put the situation was heartbreaking. I really have a hard time, like, figuring out how to properly address murders. Um, Like, I feel like it's insensitive to call it, like, a story. Right. But essentially, that's what we do. We tell the story of the victims. Right. But then, like, I don't know. I just story hate Story sounds insensitive. Story sounds insensitive, but then, like, situation sounds, like, played down. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know how to, whatever. Horrific event. Yeah, I just feel like it gets awkward at that point. Like, whenever I do this, like, I'm like, yeah, so this situation. But then, like, if I call it a story, I feel like an asshole. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't really know what the proper proper uh, protocol is for that. Yeah, no. So anyway, I'm just going to call it a situation at this time. Okay. Um, But obviously it's not a situation, it's a murder. Right. So anyway, what I was saying. While what happened is obviously heartbreaking for Lauren and her family, I do find it at least a little bit like reassuring and heartwarming that they were, I said govern this week, but I think I might give it. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> I do think it's nice that they were like given this week of her for such a special occasion, and that's their last memories. Right. So at least they have good last memories of her. Right. Rather if than her sister wasn't getting married, she would have been like holed up in her right dorm and they would have had, honestly house, like whatever. who knows what their last memory would have been right because this was june i mean it could have been i don't know for all we know christmas like there's right. no telling or i guess her graduation i guess they probably would have come for that but i don't know it's just nice that they had a whole week of her right i don't yeah, know i don't know nice. if they feel that way but i just thought it was nice myself um yeah so anyway um i also put in here that this case is going along with my theme from last week which is criminals with the audacity <laughs> Your theme from last week is backyards. I know, but now we're playing off of that episode <laughs> with the audacity. Okay. So, June of 2011, Lauren Giddings disappears. Her sister Caitlin recalls the last time that she spoke to Lauren was Friday, June 24th. They were texting back and forth about Caitlin's honeymoon and just catching up. Caitlin said she did text Lauren and also email her over the next few days, but she didn't actually realize that she hadn't gotten a response for a few days. Uh, I am in no way saying this negatively against Caitlin, but I freak out if I don't get a response from you within like a few hours. Yeah. Even though you like to act like I'm crazy, which I'm not denying, you do the same thing. Yeah. But I did think back to when you were in college, and while we did still talk a lot, I think that we probably could have went a few days without talking, and I wouldn't have thought anything about it. Yeah. Because you were so busy. Right. So initially when I heard that, I was like, what? But then I was like, eh, okay. I can get behind that. Right. I just thought it was kind of, I don't know, kind of crazy because they were super close that they went days without talking. So anyway, Caitlin ended up calling Lauren on Wednesday, June 29th. So at that point, it had been five days since she talked to her. Right. Well, uh, never mind. That's not important. What? I was going to say also like that time we were both really busy in our lives. Like you had like little tiny babies. Oh, no. I mean, I understand. And she was busy too. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, so like initially, I immediately judged them. Right. Like judged Caitlin. And right. then I immediately felt bad for that because I was like, no, like I'm an asshole. Right. But at first I was like, um, excuse me, like, how do you not hear from your sister for a couple of days and not immediately realize something's wrong? But then I was like, wow, I'm an asshole. Because, right. I mean, yeah, now I would know that something's wrong. But when you were in college, you were busy. And yeah, I was busy too. And there were some times where we went a couple of days without talking to each other. Right. And I wouldn't have thought anything of it. And also, like, then we weren't, I mean, we were close, but we weren't as close, you know, so. Well, because you were bad. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's why. <laughs> We were in different stages of our lives. Right. So maybe I was they an were adult. the same way. Well, like it seems like they were both kind of adults, though. Because, I mean, Lauren was in law school. So, like, she wasn't, like, a partying college student like you. I was she not that was, bad. You were pretty bad. Um, she was an adult. I mean, she was 27, and she was older than Caitlin. Right. So, I mean. Yeah. It wasn't the same. Okay. They definitely weren't in different. They definitely weren't in the same stages of life, but like they were both in adult stages. I'm just saying because I mean, that, even like, now, like we're not in the same stages of our lives. No, but like we're both adults now, right? And when you were in college, you were not an adult. You were a little snot partier. I don't know why you keep giving me dirty looks. It's true. You're rude to me, but okay. it's true though. I really wasn't. You though. spent most of your free time the first like two, three years. Exactly, but that's the time I'm talking about. Okay. Well, college I mean, the is- last year, though, I was not a p- crazy partier, and I was also more busy than I was the first Right, but years. Th- we worked together, so we saw each other all the time. Well, yeah, that's true. And the first two or three years, I'm not saying that you were busy in the sense of, like, your life was busy. Your priorities were not right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I'm not – this isn't about you. This is about Lauren. Okay, but I'm just saying – But I'm just saying that, that we weren't that close. They close. Right. Like, I would say that we were close. We were just not as close as we are now. Like, right. now we're extremely close. Yes. So maybe they were the same way. Like, not as close as we are now, but they were still close. Yes. 
That's all I was saying. Just okay. giving a little perspective. Okay. Well, I was just giving a little perspective that you and I were not close because we were in different stages of our lives. And I don't think that they were. Okay. Like, you were worried about hanging out and partying and drinking and, like, you know, doing things, like, having fun. Right. And... You were at home with children. I was at home with small children. So, like, I wasn't going out. Like, you were going to Coyote Joe's and I was <laughs> watching Bubble Guppies. Right. So, that's what I'm saying. We were at very different parts of our life. So, while we were close, um, we did not have the opportunity to hang out as much. And, yeah, we were busy. So, anyway, it doesn't matter. Though. This wasn't about you. This was about Lauren. I was just saying I'm an asshole. Initially, I judged them. Yes. And I shouldn't have. Okay. So, I, I apologize for thinking that. Um, and I've lost my place because you got me off on tangent. Okay, so Caitlin ended up calling Lauren on Wednesday, June 29th. So at that point, it had been five days. Mm-hmm. So when the only reason why she actually did call her, though, is because another friend reached out to Caitlin and was like, hey, um, I haven't heard from Lauren in a few days. And then she was like, huh, I haven't either. So then they were like, that's weird, because like neither of them had. Right. So when Caitlin calls, though, Lauren's voice, Lauren's phone goes straight to voicemail, which concerns her because... She said it wasn't abnormal that, like, Lauren wouldn't have answered her. It was abnormal that her phone goes straight to voicemail because that more than likely meant it was dead. Right. And she said it would have been on and it would have been charged. Right. So this concerns Caitlin. So at this point, Caitlin calls another friend of theirs named Ashley and asks her just to swing by Lauren's apartment and check on Lauren. Um, Ashley has a spare key, so I'm assuming that they were very close friends. Okay. Ashley says all of Lauren's stuff is at her apartment. Her purse, her keys, her ID. So now Caitlin is freaking out. And she starts calling everybody, but no one has heard from her for a few days. Lauren's friend, Lori, is actually the first person to file a missing persons report, which is one of her friends from, like, elementary school. Oh, wow. So police said that when they look into missing persons reports, um, like the local police, obviously, said that they just try to learn as much about the missing person and kind of problem solve the case rather than jumping into action. Because a lot of the times, missing people aren't really missing. They just, you know, like, sometimes people... Kind of freak out a little prematurely. Right. That's what they said. Which I can see that. There's a lot of times where they'll be like, oh, so-and-so's missing, and then they'll find them. Right. So I can see, like, why they didn't want to immediately jump into something bad had happened. Uh, But with Lauren, they actually do pretty immediately figure that something is wrong. So like I said, all of her stuff's in the apartment. So the police get there. That concerns them. Her purse is there. Her ID is there. Her computer is there. Her car keys are there. And her cell phone is there. Oh, so all of her stuff. All of her stuff is there. And when Ashley arrived at the apartment, the door was locked. Hmm. How was the door locked? Right. If her keys were inside the apartment, how was the deadbolt locked? That's weird. So police are like, yeah, no, this is not a good situation. They start to investigate. One of the first leads they follow is that Lauren would go running by herself, and her friends and family said that she was really friendly and she would talk to anyone. They start talking to the homeless community in the area. I'm trying to speak more clearly because sometimes I talk so fast. It's like, the homeless there. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'm trying to be more mindful of that. I'm also being more mindful of saying like. I hope you noticed. Okay. So they begin talking to the homeless community in the area to see if maybe they saw anything. Uh, Maybe she was on a run and someone grabbed her. Um, That didn't turn up any information, though. And also her running shoes were in the apartment. So again, she has nothing. Right. And also her keys were inside. So she couldn't have went on a run unless she had, like, a spare key that she just took with her when she went on runs. I mean, I Which think is that possible. could be possible. Um, but, again, no running. Her running shoes are there. So right. So she didn't go running. 
so detectives do get the crime lab out to process Lauren's apartment and to photograph and video everything. While the crime lab is doing their thing, Detective Patterson and Detective Chapman are standing outside of the apartment. And they said that while they were just standing there talking, the wind shifted. And right away they smelled it. The smell of death. A.K.A. the smell of a decomposing body. Right. So they start looking around and they check the trash pan. And in the trash can, they find a black trash bag containing a torso. So, like, in the community trash? In or, the like, apartment, in her trash? The apartment complex trash. Okay, so, like, the community yes. apartment yes. trash. Not, like, inside her apartment. No, it was outside. Okay. They were outside of her apartment. Okay. Letting the crime lab do their thing. So they okay. were just, like, sitting outside. Okay. So the way that these apartments are set up, from what I could find, it appears as though they were four apartments. Like... Okay. Two apartments on the bottom, two apartments up top. Okay. And there were four buildings, so there are 16 apartments. Okay. So pretty small apartment complex. Right. But yeah, it was the community trash cans, and this was not like a compactor. It was just like the trash cans you have. Oh. Like one of those. It was just multiple of those lined up. Oh, that's kind of weird. Okay. I agree. That's kind of weird. That's what they were. So just like normal, the like residential trash cans. Okay. And they just kind of had them like lined up by the fence. And you would just go put your trash in them? Yep. Okay. okay, makes sense. So... I don't know. I've only ever lived in, like, massive apartment complexes, so that could be standard for, like, tiny... I mean, 16 apartments is not very many. Right, yeah. I've never lived in a small apartment complex. So, like, when I lived in Bexley at Harborside in Cornelius, we had, like, a trash compactor, but we had those for recycling. Right. So, I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, it was... Yeah, yeah. every place I've lived has had, like, um, a big, huge dumpster. Yeah, no. This is not what that had. This was just normal. They weren't always, like, compactors, but they were, like, a dumpster, Yeah, no, at this least. was not a dumpster. This was just normal residential trash cans. Okay. Yeah. So, again, though, like I said, they found a torso. Not a body, a torso. Okay. It's, like, dismembered. Mm-hmm. Detective Chapman said that he had never seen anything like that before. It wasn't a body. It was just a torso. He was really bothered. There was no head and no limbs anywhere in the area of the torso. He said he just was really disturbed by the act of the dismemberment and that it takes a real monster to do something like that to someone. Which I agree. I would also agree. He said he immediately went to, he like, his brain immediately went to, what did this poor woman go through? Uh, District Attorney Cook had a similar reaction. He said he immediately went to the humanity of it. He said, you know, this is someone's child. So they didn't know if this was Lauren's body, but, I mean, obviously it's highly freaking likely. What are the chances that a girl goes missing in an apartment complex of 16 apartments and then they find someone else's torso there? Right. Yeah, more than likely her. Um, but anyway, they transport this torso to the medical examiner for a DNA test. And in the meantime, they begin searching for the other body parts. They canvass everywhere. Neighborhoods, rivers, wooded areas. They check with the city landfill. Uh, the city landfill is super unhelpful. They tell them anything that has been dumped at the landfill within the past, I think they said like six hours, uh, would have already been compacted to the consistency of mulch and covered with about 6,000 pounds of trash. Oh. So essentially, they're like, if it's at this landfill, you ain't finding it. Right. Uh, with the dismemberment, de- detectives now believe that this was more than likely sexually motivated. They go back and they start talking to Ashley Morehouse. That is the girl that checked the apartment. Her last name was Morehouse. Okay. Um, it seems that she is Lauren's closest friend. So Ashley tells police that they had went out bar hopping on Friday night. It was Lauren, Ashley. Ashley's boyfriend, Garen, and then Garen's roommate, Joe. Ashley says that at about 4 a.m., by about 4 a.m., they were all back safely at Garen and Joe's house, and they all stayed there for the night. 
She said the next morning she left, but that she had not actually seen Lauren. She just assumed that she was sleeping somewhere in the apartment. Okay. So police turned their attention to Joe. Because you see, Joe wasn't just Garen's roommate. He was also Lauren's ex-boyfriend. And Lauren had broken up with him. So they need to talk to Joe, but before they can get in touch with him, Ashley also tells police that Lauren has a current boyfriend named David. He's a little older. He's a lawyer in Atlanta. Uh, Friends tell police that they don't have that great of a relationship. They break up and they get back together a lot. They have spats a lot. Regardless, though, they say that Lauren is actually planning on moving to Atlanta and moving in with David at the end of June. Hmm. Police think that this is really weird, though. Because no one has heard from her since June 24th, right? Right. And she's supposedly moving on June 30th. Hmm. Yet, there's not a single box packed in her apartment. So she's supposed to be moving in six days. Well, she could just be a procrastinator. So I said here, so either she is the queen of procrastination or there's trouble in paradise. Yeah. So. But, you know, the last time I moved, I packed in a weekend. I'm aware, and it was awful, and it was the stupidest thing you've ever done, so. (laughs) I mean, I agree, but I still did it, so maybe she did the same thing. I agree. I mean, not likely, but probably. It's a possibility. She's literally a law school graduate. I I just think that's very uncharacteristic. I don't feel like people that, like, procrastinate packing their houses go to law school. (laughs) Probably not. I feel like people that go to law school have their life together. Yeah. But that's not true always. What are you talking about? We'll finish the case, and we'll find out. Okay. Police start piecing together a timeline of events, which is a little easier to do since they actually find a fast food receipt in Lauren's apartment for Saturday, June 25th in the evening. While processing the apartment, they use luminol in the bathroom and it lights up like fireworks. There is blood everywhere. So while they still don't have confirmation that the torso is Lauren's, they're pretty confident that it is and that she was dismembered in her own bathtub. Oh, that's awful. And while you guys digest that, we're going to take the break for a little ad. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. All right, now we're back from that ad. Maybe there was an ad, maybe there wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, so before the little break, we were talking about uh, how there was blood residue everywhere in the bathtub and that um, Lauren was more than likely dismembered in her own bathtub. So police do something kind of unconventional at this point. They reach out to the public and they just ask them if they smell anything to please report it right away, which is disgusting. And weird. I literally get I was like, like, I cannot imagine the local police being like, hey, guys, we have somebody missing. If you smell anything, let us know. Right. Not like Because were they anything? like, hey, we found a torso. Right. I can't imagine they said that. No. But like. I'm sure they shared nothing. They were just like, there's somebody missing. Okay. Well, there was some stuff shared. There was like news reports that parts of a body were found, but it didn't say like we found a torso. Oh, okay. It didn't say like how dismembered it was. But I just can't imagine the police being like, hey, guys. If you smell anything, let us know. Yeah, that's super weird. Yeah, it was gross. So on July 2nd, the FBI did confirm with the Ma- uh, Makem, Macon. I don't know why I put things in here I can pronounce. 
with the local police department. No, it was the Macon Bibb County Sheriff's Department that the torso was, in fact, Lauren Giddings. Okay. We all knew that, obviously. Right. But they had to have confirmation. At this point, Lauren's family makes the trip to Georgia. Uh, police are able to talk to Joe, and they get a story from him that essentially he and Lauren are off and on. And they have been for a while. He says that she would, like, break up with David and date Joe and then break up with Joe and go back to David. He says the night Lauren stayed at his house, which was the day that she disappeared, essentially, uh, they slept in the same bed, but nothing happened. He says that she went home and he hung out with Garen, his roommate. Police obviously check into this alibi and Garen corroborates his story. So, they mean, they're like, well, he's cleared. I mean, there's not really much they can do about it. So, police shift their focus to David. Maybe he came to see Lauren and they got into a fight about her sleeping in bed with her ex. Um, He easily could have killed her, dismembered her body, and then went home to Atlanta. And that could also be why they couldn't find the body parts. Maybe he just, like, scattered them on his way home. Yeah, that's possible. So they talk to David. And he says, yeah, uh, we have our issues, but I was in California when Lauren went missing. And he has receipts to prove it. Mm. So please check his alibi and he's cleared. All right, then. David does tell police something no one else has mentioned up until this point, though. And I don't know if this was dramatized for television or if this really just nobody thought that they should mention this to the police up until this point. Um, Lauren complained regularly about feeling watched. She also had multiple instances where things in her apartment were moved or out of place. She would leave her keys on the couch and they'd be on the counter or her wallet would be laying next to her purse. Did she have a roommate? Nope. Okay, I couldn't remember. I don't know that I mentioned that, okay. um, but no, she didn't have a roommate. These were like adult apartment. I mean, she was 27. So like this was like, you know, adult living and it was for law school. So the way that these apartments are set up is they were actually two bedroom apartments, but they had converted the second bedroom of these apartments into like offices oh, for study. Cool. So, I mean, yeah, that's what their website says because I did look into the apartments. Okay. So they were at one point two bedroom apartments, two bedroom apartments, but now they are one bedroom with, like, living room, kitchen, and an office slash, okay. like, study room. So, another thing is she had a flash drive of pictures that a flash drive of pictures that just went missing. And a few nights before Lauren's disappearance, somebody tried to break into her apartment. Oh, that's not good. No. I think it's not good that nobody mentioned it. Right, well, like, maybe I nobody really knew. hope multiple people knew. Oh, okay. Like, multiple people <laughs> talked after, after the police asked them about it. They are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. That's why I'm like, I really hope that was dramatized. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it was. Hmm. Interesting. So she had heard someone trying to come through her front door, uh, but she had installed a burglar bar. So at this point, I went to go look into burglar bars. I should have just waited and continued because it would show me what the burglar bar looked like. But <laughs> um, so there were a few options on Amazon for bur- for burglar bars. Uh, so there's two main types. One of them like goes up under the doorknob on a slant to the floor, kind of like if you were to put a chair to barricade a door. And the other is brackets, kind of like what mom and dad have for their pig. So like brackets. Okay. And then like a bar that like slides into the bracket, like across the door. Okay. Um, so I was just doing some detective work and I was like, well, more than likely it was probably the one that like leans against the floor because it would obviously be useless to try. I mean, if it's across the door like that, I don't think that you would really be able to get in. Um, and it did say that, I don't know if I said it in here. Oh, yeah. So they say that when someone tried to break into her apartment, that they had knocked the burglar bar loose, which deterred them from entering the apartment. So I would say it was the slanty one. 
Yeah, probably. And my detective work was correct because then later on they showed like video footage of it and it was a slanty one. Okay, good job, Sarah. So again, I should have just waited, but I didn't. So anyway, Lauren never reported this to the police though. Okay. So they wonder if maybe she was just paranoid. Like maybe she just heard something and thought somebody was trying to break in and they weren't really. Right. Because obviously like if someone tries to break into your house, you would report that. But I don't know, Ashley, because you had somebody try to open your door and you didn't report it. So. Well, that's true. But I did get a ring camera, and no one has came back since, so. I also had someone trying to break into my house, and I didn't report it, so. Right. I can't judge her. Right. Uh, with this new information, police start questioning pretty much everyone again, including Lauren's neighbors, one of which is Stephen McDaniel. Stephen had been Lauren's neighbor for three years. He was also a law student and had graduated with Lauren the month prior. Lauren was president of the Federalist Society, and Stephen was vice president. So they did, like, events together and stuff. You know, I mean, they weren't super close. They're definitely acquaintances, but they knew each other. Right. Stephen told police that he had helped search for Lauren. Stephen had even been interviewed on the local news about her disappearance. Police ask if he has seen Lauren, and he says no, not for a few days, if not weeks. Honestly, they're both really busy studying for the bar, which makes sense. Right. Totally uh, understand. Police ask Stephen about his personal life, you know. Does he have a girlfriend? Just, you know, make and talk. And he says, no, he does not. He's actually a virgin. And he does not believe in sex before marriage. And they're like, okay, cool, cool. Kind of TMI, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know why people do that. <laughs> I don't know either. Let me tell you about my sex life. Like, I no, don't know. No. I don't think that they specifically said, like, hey, man, have you had sex? Right. They were just trying to get to know him. Right. Anyway. Well, maybe it was something he's just really proud of. So he just wanted to share. Maybe. I mean, that's fine. You can totally be proud of that. I'm not saying anything against that, but... Right, the police don't need to know. Right. It has nothing to do with anything. So, police ask if they can search his apartment, and he's super cooperative. He says, absolutely, as long as I'm present. And police are like, all right, let's do it, man. So, while searching Stephen's apartment, they come across a stack of condoms on his desk. And they're like, hey, Stephen, you said you were a virgin. So, why do you have all of these condoms? Like, you said you don't believe in premarital sex. Right. And Stephen says, oh, I took those from other people's apartments. And police go, uh. Why? What? So then Stephen starts telling them about all the apartments that he's visited and all the things that he's taken. Hmm. And police are like, okay, cool, cool. They get a warrant and they arrest him on burglary charges. Oh, so it wasn't just like his friend's apartment that he went into and took their stuff? No. He broke into apartments and took yes. their stuff? Oh, okay. That's weird. Why would he tell them that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. He just graduated law school. Right. So I don't really know why he thought that was a good idea. But again, that's what I was going to say. That was like maybe not everyone who's a lawyer is like right. super. I mean, who goes to law school is super genius because that's pretty dumb. Yeah. Well, I number one, to do it. And number two, to tell the police. That I did didn't it. go to law school, but like. Breaking into homes is illegal. Yeah. And like an arrestable offense. Right. So, yeah. So anyway, police arrest him on burglary charges. Um, and obviously Steven's looking pretty sketchy, but they're like, I mean, he's not a murderer. I mean, yeah, he broke into places and stole stuff, but we don't have any evidence that he's a murderer. Right. Um, uh, but then they wonder, like, how is he just getting into all of these apartments? Right? It's weird. Like, what? What? So, police continue to investigate. They talk to friends and family about Steven, and they say, yeah, Steven, he seemed to, like, have a crush on Lauren. He had even asked Lauren out before, and she turned him down. Lauren's sister, Caitlin, said Lauren always had a boyfriend, so it wasn't even necessarily that she was rejecting him. It was just that when he asked, she was in a relationship. Right. 
So please continue to question and search uh, his, this apartment complex, you know. And in doing so, they have the apartment manager, like, leading them around, just looking in areas that they can't access on their own, right? So they open a storage closet. And when they do, they find a hacksaw with human blood on it. Ooh. So they're like, oh, yep, this is definitely our, our weapon. Um, it's a huge break in the case, obviously. So they send it off for DNA testing. Right. It also significantly narrows down the suspect list. Because in order to get into this closet, you have to have a master key to the apartments. Which Stephen does. How would Stephen get a master key to the apartments? I don't know, but he's breaking into places. Okay, well, only two people have master keys to the apartments. Uh, the apartment manager and the night apartment manager. Those okay. Are the only two people. Okay. So police look into the night manager, and he actually lives on the premises. They find out that he was actually supposed to be losing his job on June 30th due to complaints about things he had been doing. Okay. And they um, find out, I was going to say it again because I lost my spot. Uh, he told police that he had actually been in Lauren's apartment many times. So, yeah, maybe his DNA and stuff would be in there. He did maintenance in there. Uh, he said that he had never seen that hacksaw before, though. But he also claims to have an alibi. Okay. He actually has a very detailed list of where he had been and who he had been with for days leading up to and even after Lauren's disappearance. Why? I don't know, but he was in a, even has receipts to show that he was like at stores and in public places during the timeline that Lauren went about missing. Hmm. So he's cleared. Kind of suspicious that he has a list of what he's been doing. No one I has that good of a memory. Agree. I agree. So how did that hacksaw get in the freaking storage closet? If neither of the two people with a master key put it in there, it's super frustrating, right? Right. And there aren't any breaks in this case at all until police find packaging for a hacksaw in Stephen McDaniel's apartment. <gasps> so shocked. I know. Me too. <laughs> and the crazy thing is the brand matches the same brand as the one they found in the closet. Makes sense. So now they're like, yeah, this is definitely our guy, but we need more evidence. Right. How did he have a key? They search his entire apartment and they find a pair of women's underwear. So they sent those off for DNA testing because um, he's, Weird. A he's a virgin who doesn't believe in premarital sex. Right. So whose underwear are those? Right. Uh, they send all of the, his electronics off to be searched. And finally, as they scour his apartment, they find a key. But not just any key. A master key. Wow. I I'm am so, so and shocked. I had no idea. So with that, they have him. Stephen McDaniel is charged with first-degree murder on August 2nd of 2011, which is about a month after Lauren's disappearance. Uh, Stephen dem demands he's innocent. Problem with that is that they sent off a bunch of stuff for testing, right? Okay. So he's innocent. But the problem is, is like all of this testing stuff starts coming back, right? So they find a surveillance camera with videos. But <laughs> <laughs> we're... <laughs> it wasn't i'm sorry no you shaking your coffee like that was not quiet away from the mic sometimes you're so stupid i love you so much but sometimes i just wonder how you function thank you like how did you graduate college thank you like i don't understand like why you thought that would work because i put it on the ground i don't know i'm sorry okay continue anyway they find a surveillance camera with videos of Stephen spying on Lauren, hmm. like through her window, mm -hmm. which is where I saw the bar. Okay. Uh, they find a flash drive with hundreds of pictures of Lauren. 
They find evidence that he had been searching how to break into apartments that have burglar bars. Oh, good. Uh, the DNA on the underwear comes back. It's Lawrence. So he had stolen her underwear. Mm-hmm. Creep. Fucking creep. Yeah. Uh, the hacksaw had Lawrence's DNA on it, obviously. So with the advice of his attorney, Stephen changes his plea to guilty. Okay. And in April of 2014, in doing so, he avoids the death penalty and also has the possibility of parole. He is, however, sentenced to life in prison. Okay. One stipulation of this, though, is that Stephen has to write his confession, and he has to tell them exactly what happened. So Stephen's account is that he entered Lauren's apartment in the early hours of Sunday, June 26, 2011. He wore a mask. He said a a floorboard creaked, which caused Lauren to get out of bed. She yelled at him, cursing him, telling him to leave. Stephen said that he grabbed Lauren and began strangling her. Stephen said that Lauren fought back and pulled his mask off, at which point she said, Stephen, please stop. But he didn't stop. He strangled her to death and then moved her body to the bathtub, where he then dismembered and disposed of her body over the next few days. So if somebody would have noticed she was missing for five days, her body would have been in that bathtub. That's horrible. They were never able to recover Lauren's head, arms, or legs. Did he tell them where he put them? Okay. No. And that's really the end. That's really sad. It's not really the end. I mean, it is the end, but we have discussion questions now. Oh, like okay. three pages of discussion questions. Discussion questions. What does that mean? <laughs> We're going to discuss. Um, so, like, questions. Questions that we need to answer. How did Stephen get a master key? One of those two guys gave it to him. Well, the manager, the one manager is a girl. Oh. Like, the apartment manager is a girl and the night manager is a man. Okay. Well, one of those two people gave it to him. So, apparently, the apartment manager had lost her master key a few months before this. And she didn't think that was necessary to say? I said that infuriates me. Right. This is all opinion because I'm about to talk mad shit. (laughs) And I do not want that to be construed as slander or defamation of character because this is strictly my opinion. But this is where I'm about to get on a soapbox. Okay. You pay rent to these people, right? Mm -hmm. Every month. And in doing so, obviously, it's their job to like, you know, have a place to live. But it's also their job to not put you in danger due to their negligence. Right. I do not care what the cost is. That entire apartment complex should have been rekeyed. When she lost that master key, they should have rekeyed the entire apartment complex. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And then I said, also, I don't even see how that wasn't mandatory as part of her employment anyway. When I worked at Duckworth's, I had to sign a contract that if I lost a master key to the building, I had to pay to rekey the building and it was $600. Right. That should have been part of her management contract. That if she was careless and lost her master key. But maybe she didn't tell anyone. I said that too later on. And it might not even have been her. I mean, he may have stolen it. It might not even been like a malicious, like she lost her key. He may have stolen it. There's no telling. And maybe she didn't tell anyone. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Like that is 100% negligence. No. In my opinion. Yeah. So I like talked more about Duckworth. Like obviously Duckworth was a business. So they were worried about, you know, like money and products being stolen. But like these are people's lives. So that's when I looked into the apartment complex. Prior to that, I hadn't really done it. But I looked up this apartment complex, and it consisted of 16 apartments. I tried to find a breakdown of what it would cost to rekey an apartment. I couldn't really find anything. So I'm just going to use, like, Duckworth numbers as a basis for, like, some math here to see, you know, like, what that would have cost. Yeah, but obviously that's a little different because they had, like, that big steel door. It has nothing to do with that, though. It's the locks. Okay, but I'm sure the locks are different. Like, rekeying that... Weird door. What weird door are you talking about? To the office. It was like a big metal, like, 
bulletproof. It was just a normal door handle, though. The door had nothing to do with it. It was just the key. It was literally the handles. It has nothing to do with the door. Yeah, but they would have to, like, take the locks out and put the locks back in. No, that's not how you reek your door. Why do you always have to look at me like I'm stupid? Because that's not how you reek your door. You literally, there's pins in the handle. Like, the, the key, the lock has pins in it. Okay, but not every one. Most do. I mean. Most now. This was 2011. Okay, so that was still 13 years ago. 12 okay, years ago. Let's just go through my math here. Okay. So, all I was saying, I was just going to use it as a base. Because Dark Horse had five doors. And it was $600. Okay. Obviously, there's going to be some sort of like a base price for coming in. And then probably a price per door. Mm-hmm. But just for shits and giggles here, we're going to say $120 a door. Because that's 600 divided by five. is about $120 a door. So, with that math, it's about $1,920. To rekey 16 doors. Mm-hmm. Then you also have those storage closets. So that's another four doors if you've got one in each building. So let's just say $2,400. Okay. Okay. So then I said, I don't even actually give a shit if it was $10,000. Yeah. Lauren's life is worth that in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can't imagine, honestly, though, that it would even cost $2,400 to rekey them. Because, again, we're not talking about business heavy-ass metal door locks. We're talking about residential door locks. Right. Which, oh, hey, you can go to fucking Lowe's and pick up a deadbolt for $20 a door. Right. They didn't even have to have somebody come out and rekey them. They could have just went to Lowe's and bought deadbolts. Right. Or bought... And uh, their maintenance men could have done it. Exactly. Like, that's what pisses me off. they're already paying their maintenance men. So, no, I agree. Like you're saying, it wouldn't have been the same. But I was just using that as, like, a basis for this is how much Duckworth would have cost with, like, their security measures of trying to keep people out of their business. These are apartments. You literally can go pick those up at Lowe's. Right. Like, my deadbolts for my house for a front a front door and a back door were $100. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe that, too. So, they actually had, like, back patios, too. So, I guess maybe it was actually 32 doors. Right. But even so, that's $100 an apartment. Right, I mean... I mean, it's oh, still well. $1,600. Yeah, Lauren's I mean, life was worth more than that. I agree. And if they weren't going to rekey the building, then every tenant in that building should have been notified that the master key had been lost. Yeah. It's absolutely unacceptable that this was even an option. Yeah, I agree. So then I said, also, this is why every apartment should have those deadbolts that you can only unlock from the inside. You know what I'm talking about? Like those safety deadbolts? Mm-hmm. I feel like every apartment, that should be like a freaking, I don't know, like a law. Right. But then if they had those, they can't come into your apartment, which like they're allowed to do. Okay. But like, when do you lock those? When you're inside of the apartment, they shouldn't be entering your apartment when you're inside of your apartment without your permission. No, they're not actually allowed to do that. They're not actually allowed to do that though. Your lease actually has standards for when they can enter and they have to notify you. They can't just come in your apartment. Actually, it's illegal. Right, but they can notify you that we'll be here between this day and this day. Okay, well, that's fine and dandy then. They can do that. But if you're home, it's very simple. They knock any... I mean, they just come in? I mean, they do if you don't answer. Exactly. Even if if you're inside. Okay, but I'm just saying, no, that should... I don't care. Like, that should 100% be a thing. I said, the only reason I could see why it'd be an issue is that if there was something wrong, like emergency personnel couldn't get in the apartment but i said at that point break down the damn door right who cares so obviously all this is my opinion i don't know who's to blame for the peak for the key being lost or like not i I mean obviously like the key was lost i don't know if it was lost by the apartment manager i don't know if steven stole it right very well could have i don't know but 
And I also said, I don't know if necessarily the apartments are to blame. There may have been a policy in place. Maybe the person that lost the key would have been responsible for paying and they didn't have money to pay it. Right. I could see that being an issue too. But I just was like dumbfounded. That right, like the girl could have been like, right, it was the girl that lost the key? It was the department manager, manager, which I believe is a woman. Okay. So she could have been like, oh, oh man, I left my keys at home today. Can I borrow your keys? And the night manager and the night manager would be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then she'd go make a copy. Well, she obviously made a copy of the night managers. Like, she had to have. There's no right, way I know, but it. I'm saying that way, yeah. like, he wouldn't have known either. Right. She could have just been like, oh. Like, sometimes, like, I accidentally forget my badge, which has my key to my work on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll forget that at home. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, it could have just been, like, a simple where, I mean, she may not have told the apartment complex. That's fine. But right. either way, like, somebody. Somebody knew. Somebody knew. So I looked into it, and there actually was a civil case where Lauren's family did send a letter of demand to the apartment complex, to the apartment complex's insurance company, which would be the first step in filing a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So the Giddings family wanted $1 million for a wrongful death suit. Mm -hmm. Um, They criticized the security of the apartment complex. They said Stephen McDaniels could not have pulled off murdering Lauren and then disposing of her body in the manner in which he did without the master key. And I agree with that 100%. In my opinion, there's no way. He would not have been able to go in and out of that apartment over multiple days, dismembering her body without a key. Right. He would have had to have broken in the first time, which there's a deadbolt. He would have had to kick the damn door down. Right. Or he would have had to take her by surprise in order to enter her apartment. And again, he wouldn't have been able to go in and out multiple times without a key. So I agree. 100% with that. The suit never went to trial as it was settled. And because it was settled, the amount sealed. So I don't know how much they got. Uh, One of the co-owners of the apartment complex said, we maintain to this day that there was nothing that we did or didn't do that would have changed the outcome. That's not true. In your opinion. Oh, in my opinion. Uh, In my opinion, when you settle a lawsuit, you're avoiding being found liable. So we're just going to let that marinate. Right. So anyway, getting off of that soapbox, unless you have anything to add. No. All right. I'm going to get off that one. I'm going to step up onto a different one. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, now, let's talk about how Stephen was actually about to get away with this. Oh, okay. So, Detective Chapman says that while they were there processing the scene that day, that the trash truck came Mm -hmm. to empty the trash. Okay. And his car was parked in front of the trash cans. So, he, like, waved to the trash guy and was like, hey, you know, like, just give me a minute and I'll move my car. And the trash guy was like, hey, you got a lot going on here. Don't worry about it. I'll come back later. Right. So, this happened before they found the torso. Uh, so had, de- had Detective Chapman moved his car and let them take the trash, Lauren's torso would have been gone. Right. And this case would have more than likely been an open missing missing person's case. Yeah, and never been solved. So how crazy is that? Yeah, so now that brings me to my final point. The audacity. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this monster of a person did a news interview. Okay. How dare you? Like, how dare you do a news interview for this woman who you brutally murdered and dismembered her body, trying to act like you've been out looking for her and you care that she's gone? Right. Like, what a piece of crap, in my opinion. I mean, that's what people do, though. They put themselves in the case. Okay, so. Apparently, he was just, like, out in the parking lot, though, and, like, the news lady was like, hey, can I interview you? And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, he didn't go looking for the interview. Right, but But still, either way. He should have said no No, thanks. thank you. So, I have the link to the video. And I'm going to make it the first link. So at this point, I think you guys should all head on down to the show notes and watch this video. If not, I'll recap it for you. But I'm going to make Ashley watch it. Okay. 
Yeah, I was going to just play like the audio of the video in the podcast. Like I was going to add it, but you've got to watch it. Like you need to see him. Okay. Okay, so that's the end of the video. So hopefully you guys all have watched that. But um, if you didn't go watch it, that's fine. I'm going to recap. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. So if you didn't go watch it, that's fine. I'll recap real quick. So Steven says, you know, he has no idea where Lauren is. Hasn't seen her. No one's seen her. They've all looked for her. Uh, The news anchor mentions that they found the body. Well, at least part of the body in the trash. And Steven is shitting his pants at that point. Yeah. Like you can see right there on television that he is like... Fuck, oh my God. fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the body? What do you mean? Because the body should have been gone. Right. The trash should have taken it. Right. So, obviously, when they do the interview, though, they don't know that he's even a suspect. So, I mean, at first, it kind of just looks like he's, like, shaken up. Like, oh, my God, they found a body. I need to go sit down. Right. Yeah. Obviously, though. Like, it's his friend, and he's worried. And right. And he's right. like, oh, my God, they found her, so that means she really is dead. Yes um obviously though but that's not I mean, the case the case is oh shit they're gonna find out i did it yeah so obviously though we know that he's actually freaking out because the trash should have been gone right and he's like oh shit i'm not gonna get away with this like i think he right. thought i thought he thought he's gonna get away with it he's like oh i mean i think it's a bit, you know we just got all thing maybe she went running here got snatched up right I just thought the interview I was like, this guy. So this is actually why I did the case. Because I watched the interview on TikTok. Like that interview. <laughs> and then when I was looking for a case, I came across it. And I was like, oh, what is this? And then I was like, kind of just like eyeballing it to see if it was like something interesting. And then I saw him and I was like, oh, that's that idiot from TikTok. I got to do this case. <laughs> because like, what the fucking audacity? Like, how dare you do a freaking news interview? Right. Where you're going to act like you care that this girl is missing when you freaking killed her. Right. And then, like, have that reaction on television. Like, if you're going to kill someone, you need to be a little bit better, man. Yeah. Like. Be a little better actor. He was shitting bricks. Yeah. So, Stevens actually appealed multiple times. Most recently in 2022. Uh, But in May of 2023, it was denied because he turned the paperwork in a year late. Oh. (laughs) And that being that being said, in my opinion, he would have made a real shoddy lawyer. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I got. That's pretty much the end of it. Any any other discussion points we need to cover there? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. The interview though was pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, you can see though the yeah. demeanor. Yeah. Where His he is just like changes. shitting himself. Yeah, he's like, oh gosh, oh, <laughs> the body in the trash can where I put it. Oh, oh fuck, idiot. Yeah, trash bag, in my opinion. Full trash bag, in my opinion. So if you have nothing else to say, then I think we can sign off. And um, I have a special sign off for this episode. Okay. I hope that you all have the day that you deserve. Especially you, Stephen McDaniel. Yes. I would agree with that. Thank you, Zero. Yes. It's my new slogan. <laughs> yeah, I I've like been it. saying that a lot lately. I think it's a pretty normal slogan these days. You know, I think we had, yeah, I mean, it's like pretty much that's my thing. Like, have the day you deserve. And that can go any way you want. I feel like that's the new bless your heart. Yeah. Like, have the day you deserve. And you know, you know what kind of day you deserve, so. Right. Um, We did so much banter from the beginning, though. You know what we didn't even talk about? Hmm. www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked. Oh, we did not. We didn't even do that at the end. They don't listen to that bullshit. (laughs) Well, they might. We need to re-record that anyway. Yeah, we really need to. We really did. We're just lazy, so we're not going to do that right now. 
We'll, we'll get to it, though, eventually. But anyway, head on over to Patreon. I changed the tiers around. You got some extra benefits you guys might want to check out. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever spices your pumpkin. <laughs> I really get spice your pumpkin. That's my other, my other slogan. It's like I tickle know. your pickle. <laughs> uh, you're so silly. Or, uh, sizzles your bacon. I haven't heard that one. I was actually looking up the last night when I was procrastinating. <laughs> Alternatives to tickle your pickle. You don't like tickle your pickle anymore? I like tickle your pickle just fine, but I say it a lot, so I was trying to think of like other things to like throw in there. Okay. And spicing your pumpkin. I mean, I've already... I want that shirt that says that, so. Right, because it's a good fall It's a good term. fall term. Whatever spices your pumpkin. So anyway, on that note, bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash wdow where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time, and you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora, they finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Wicked. Ba-dum-psh.